0: Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is Ambassador Monday, Ogwa Joe Ogbe, and uh, you're right now uh, listening to messages from Otakada Cyber Church Ministries Limited where we are seeding the nations with God's word and God is transforming lives by uh, those words in the name of Jesus. Uh, Today we bring you part 13 of uh, Our series on Enough is Enough to Captivity of Satan. And welcome to Freedom in Christ Jesus. The title today is The Word Works. The Word Works. The name of Jesus works. Speak to it. Speak to yourself. Speak to the circumstances and situations in the light of Jesus' words. Activate the power in his word by your voice. A series of uplifting stories from Smith Wigglesworth. on awesome name. Of Jesus, when all else fails, See healed, delivered, and restored through them, in Jesus' name. So before we continue on this title, I'd like us to pray, committing this session into the hands of the Holy Spirit, so that this word will be profitable to you, and to me, and to everyone out there. In Jesus' name, amen. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you uh, for this morning. Thank you because you are God and there is none like unto you. Thank you, Lord, for sending your Son uh, for the redemption of mankind, of which we are part, part of. I hide myself behind the cross this morning. I actually spirit that He would speak through me, that he will hear your voice through mine. That life to bring life, healing, deliverance, restoration, in the name of Jesus Christ. I pronounce healing as to as many that will hear these words of mine. I pronounce healing, I pronounce deliverance. I pronounce restoration in their life, in their circle around their circle, around your circle this morning, in the name of Jesus Christ. I cover these words of the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I declare that it's going out with power even right now. It's flowing out with healing right now. It's flowing out with restoration right now. Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, Lord, Holy Spirit, I ask that you take charge of this uh, session. Reach out, reach out to your people. In ways and means that only you would know how to, but they intend that at the end all glory and all honor and all adoration be given unto your name, your name alone. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Again, uh, Takada Cyber Church Ministries, uh, where we're seeding the nations and God is transforming lives to true the timeless truth in His Word today. It's uh, Friday, the 16th of April, 2021. Otakada content count is 2,220,250. Okay? And uh, our, uh, today is the 31st day of the 40-day fast for the church and leadership. And the scripture for today is Psalms 82, verses 1 to 7. I read from the Passion Translation. All, are right, all rise, for God now comes to judge as he convenes heaven's courtroom. He judges every judge and rules in the midst of the gods, saying, How long will you judge? Ju- you judges refuse to listen to the voice of true justice and continue to corrupt what is right by judging in favor of the wrong? Pause in his presence. Defend the, father, the defenseless the fatherless and the forgotten, the disenfranchised and the destitute. Your duty is to deliver the poor and the powerless, liberate them from the grasp of the wicked. But you continue in your darkness and ignorance while the foundations of society are shaken to the core. Didn't I commission you as judges, is saying you are all like God since you judge on my behalf? You are all like sons of Most High, my representatives. Nevertheless, in death, you are nothing but mere men. You will be laid in the ground like any prince, and you will die. So the prayer for the church, for us, for the body of Christ, for leadership is as follows. O God, that we will all arise as judges and gods and priests and kings that you have made us to be through. The finished work upon the cross and the commission you granted us through your Son, Jesus Christ, in Mark chapter 16, verses 14 to 20, that will arise in the power and the might of the almighty resident in us, in the name of Jesus. And exercise authority and power and free the captives who are oppressed by the evil one, that will defend the fatherless, the, the, the defenseless, the fatherless, and the forgotten, the disenfranchised, and the destitute. Cause this to be evident in us all, your children, effective immediately in the name of Jesus. Amen. Give us no peace until we do the needful as your ambassadors here on earth. In Jesus' name, amen. So again, friends, I welcome you to part 13 of Enough is Enough to Captivity, as we welcome you into freedom in Christ through activation of God's words upon your life and my life, the circumstances and situations in and around us in the name of Jesus Christ. Our uh, scripture today is Hebrews chapter 4, verses, verse 12. It makes us understand concerning God's word. It says, for the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, even penetrating as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intents of the heart. We should not mess around with our own words, talk less of God's word. As our spirits are joined with God's spirit, our words become triple laser-powered bombs when it is broken from the depth of our spirit. The words could be good, could be bad, or ugly. We must filter, double filter, and triple filter our words before we release them into situations, circumstances, because they will become visible expressions in our experiences. So uh, we, we uh, in part 33, again, the title, The Word Works, the name of Jesus works. Speak to it. Speak to yourself. Speak to the circumstances and situations in the light of Jesus' words. Activate the power in his word. By your voice, Plus series of uplifting stories from Smith Wigglesworth, On the awesome name of Jesus when all else fails. Stay healed, delivered, and restored through them. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. In part 12, we presented, But in this one thing that we have all failed woefully and given Satan a foothold in our life's journey, undermining our effectiveness as true ambassadors of Christ on this earthly run. Today is Peace Day. The awesome 490 story, Plus, how much does a cup of hatred cost by Billy Akeni? And you can get that content via uh, the links that we have provided. You, and today's title, you activate God's word upon your life, circumstances and situations. By speaking to the circumstances and situations, tell it what you want it to do. Let it get your full attention. And this comes out of our seven attributes. It comes as availability. Be available, spirit, soul, and body. And be determined. Stay determined, no matter how long it takes. Just like Jesus spoke to the fig tree, I want you to speak to your body. Speak to your mind. Speak to your soul and your spirit. Speak to the sickness, the spirit of infirmities. And speak to the area that needs restoration. Tell them to line up to God's order. They have ears. The wind has ears. The storm has ears. The dead have ears. Everything created by God has ears. They are invisible ears. And they respond to words that come sincerely from our heart. Powered by an invisible force of earnestness. So I would like us to read, read this. God's word cannot be broken. So let's read James chapter 5 verse 16 concerning earnestness in prayer. It is, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Words that are connected to our spirit and line with scripture cannot be broken. Words that agree with scripture cannot be broken. How do you know situation or circumstances have changed? How do you know that? Now, the question is don't look at outward uh, manifestation. Don't start there. Don't look outward. Look inward. There will be a witness in your heart, deep inside your spirit, man or woman. You will have peace about it. Then begin to watch out for outward manifestation. That is the final part. Outward manifestation. God speaks to your spirit first. He gives to your spirit first before you see the manifestation in the physical. God is spirit, and whoever comes to Him must must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Okay, that as many that are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, God is spirit; is not going to uh, lead you by flesh. God is not flesh. God is spirit. We are spirit. Uh, having a soul and living in a body. Again, I repeat, we are spirit beings having a soul to help us process informations that we see and hear and our body to touch the material world, to feel the material world, all right? And in this realm, we need the body. And that's why we're here. But to act, honestly, we are spirit and God will speak to your spirit, which is you in, in engaging or in bringing healing and deliverance. It's a spirit to spirit. Uh, communication. Now you ask, how do I know the will of God on any matter? How do I know that? So, if you want to find out the will of God on any matter, check the scripture. It's all there in black and white on general issues. And the Holy Spirit, who is already in you, if you're a Christian, is already part of you. It's there, will lead you to the specific area that you're making requests for uh, from. So you, 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 uh, you connect that. You ask, how do how do i hear god i say to you submerge yourself in the scripture meditate on it day and night and do it because the holy spirit will prompt you to do something i repeat that again do it when it says this is what you should do do it if the scripture says this is where to go do it now for specifics on guidance he will minister to you in words of knowledge wisdom dreams audible voice visions Uh, confirmation through third parties, others who would confirm what God is uh, uh, leading to you. For example, you might uh, want the will of God concerning marriage. Maybe you're married and you want to break up that relationship. You go to the scripture. It's general. God does not support divorce. So if you do that, you're essentially going against the standard of God. But when it comes to who should I marry and all of that, yes, the scripture will tell you the kind of wife we should go for. Uh, it says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, for what has uh, light got to do with darkness? Uh, so if you define that and if there are 20, 30, or 50 women or men that are looking for wives or looking for husbands, then you begin to pray. Now this one has shown up. Holy Spirit, is this the one. It will, God will speak to your spirit. He will confirm it through various means. he tell you this is the one. Or I'll just show you a picture of the person that uh, it's meant to be, so it's 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 uh, multilateral ways of of uh, uh, communication. Now, David, uh, in in terms of talking to yourself, talking to that everything have ears. David spoke to his soul, and we're going to read that in, in a few minutes. But David, a man after God's heart, was depressed. You can imagine that David, a man after God's heart, was depressed. David, a man after God's heart, was oppressed by the evil one, but he learned how to speak to the situation and cause it to line up with God's word, God's standard, God's will. And I can go Jesus as well. When he was uh, going to the 40-day fast uh, in Luke chapter 4, if you begin from the uh, the beginning of the first verses down towards uh, 16, 18, 19, 20, uh, the enemy came to tempt him and he responded with the word He didn't go forming his own word. He took that from the Old Testament to confront the evil one three times. Three times. And the devil came to test who he is. Most crises we go through in life, the enemy is asking you, who are you? You are not what you're claiming to be. That's what's going to be one of the things that's going to be challenging. Or prove to me who you are. You are not to prove to the devil who you are. You already know who you are. Just manifest it. If the devil doesn't need to point to you to turn stone into bread, when the Holy Spirit prompts you, turn stone into bread. But if the Holy Spirit is not prompting, don't do it. Okay, so the difference between those who are led by the Spirit and those who are led by the flesh is that the ones who are led by the flesh just go ahead and do what they want to do without consultation, without authorization. But God desires that we all line up to his plan and his purpose. There's no show-off of anything here. The Holy Spirit needs to lead us, and the Holy Spirit, it has to line up with scripture and and all of that. We saw by the pool of Bethesda, if you read uh, an account in John, I can't call up that scripture now. Jesus went out and healed just one person. There were several of them by the pool, waiting for an angel a certain time to stir up that water. But well, what happened? Jesus went to just one of them and um, began engaging this one and then told him to pick his load and pick his bed and, and work. And there were several other um, people who were crippled and all of that. Jesus is not good there and say, Hey, all of you all, get up and, and get healed and get delivered and get whatever. But Jesus did what he saw his father doing, all right? And we must be seen as doing doing that in the name of Jesus. We need to check our spirit. We should not be led by sight. We should not be led by feeling. We should be led by the word of God. We should be led by the spirit, indwelling spirit, bringing us prompting to take certain actions that um, we need to take. Not by flesh, not by feeling, not by anything, but by the word by the spirit of God that is in us, prompting us, nudging us to take certain steps, to make certain calls, to lay hands on certain people or, or to, to lay hands on everyone that is sick. Amen. And just like you would uh, call for salvation and you find out of, soul, of of our spirit and you find out several a uh, number of people come up and some in that crowd don't come up. God knows who is ready to receive from him. Now, let's continue on uh, the mind and i spoke earlier before i I digress is that he spoke to his soul and asked it to align with god's you must do the same our mind the blockage for the supernatural now your mind is firmly part of mr flesh it is always in a position at war with and to the things of the spirit Uh, you can read that in galatians 5 verse 17 it says for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit, what is contrary to the flesh, they are in conflict with each other constantly so that you are not to do whatever you want. Our biggest struggle or hurdle or blockages blockages to the divine flow is at a soulish level. When I say the soulish level, that is your mind. The mind is divided into the conscious and the subconscious mind. Uh, where doubt and the subconscious is where everything you've seen from the time you were conceived in your mother's womb to the time you now are recorded in there, even when your conscious mind cannot process, your subconscious is storing up all that uh, information, and so that is where the struggles are. That is where we've where doubts, past pains, past failures, anger, jealousy, and everything in between get lodged, and that hinders the flow of God's power, as we will learn from. Smith Wigglesworth testimonies today. There's quite a lot of them. So our minds need to be renewed and line up with Scripture. The soul needs to agree with God's word for the miraculous to take place because the miraculous is in the realm of the spirit. Hidden doubts, hidden hatred, hidden bitterness, hidden anger has to get out, has to get out in the name, has to get out in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now let's read. Uh, David uh, speaking to his soul and causing it to line up with scripture when he was under depression. So he addressed it this way in Psalm 42. I read from the Passion Translation, it says, The Psalms of Suffering and Redemption, a cry for revival. Now, I long to drink of you, O God, to drink deeply from the streams of pleasure, flowing from your presence. My longings overwhelm me for more of you. My soul thirsts, pans, and longs for the living God. I want to come and see the face of God day and night. My tears keep falling and my heart keeps crying for your help. While my enemies mock me over and over, saying, Where is this this God of yours? Why doesn't he help you? So I speak over my broken soul. Take courage. Remember when you used to be right out front leading the procession of praise. When the great crowd of worshippers gathered to go into the presence of the Lord, you shouted with joy as a sound of passionate celebration. filled the air and the joyous multitude of lovers honor the feast of the Lord. So then, my soul, why would you be depressed? Why would you sink into despair? Just keep hoping, waiting on God, your Savior, for no matter what, I will still sing with praise, for you are my saving grace. Here I am depressed and downcast, yet I will still remember you as I ponder the place where your glory streams down from the mighty mountain tops, lofty and majestic. The mountains of your awesome presence, my deep need calls out to the deep kindness of your love, your want to fall of weeping send waves of sorrow over my soul, crying, carrying me away cascading over me like a thundering cataract. All through the day, Yahweh has commanded his endless love to pour over me. Through the night, I sing his songs and my praises to the living God. I will say to God, you are my mountain of strength. How could you forget me? Why must I suffer this vile oppression of my enemies, these heartless tormentors who are out to kill me? Their wounding words pierce my spirit over and over while they say, Where is this God of yours? So I say to my soul, don't be discouraged. Don't be disturbed. For I know my God will break through for me. Then I will have plenty of reasons to praise him all over again. Yes, he is my saving grace. So that's the end of uh, Psalm 42. And I repeat the title again. This is Otakada Cyber Church. Ministries where we are seeding the nations and God is transforming lives through uh, the timeless truth in His Word. Today is uh, 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 part uh, thirteen of our "Enough is Enough uh, uh, to Captivity of Satan" and Welcome to Freedom in Christ Jesus series. Um, the title today, the subtitle is "The Word Works." The name of Jesus works. I ask you that you speak to it. Speak to yourself. Just like we learned from David right now. Speak to the circumstances and situations in the light of Jesus' word. Activate the power in his word by your voice. Plus series of uplifting stories from Sweet Sp- Wiggles Word on awesome name of Jesus. When all else fo- fails, and stay healed, delivered, and restored through them. So let me just give you an example of how you can um, um use this word. Or appropriate this word, uh, as I said, how you can activate God's word uh, to minister to circumstances and situations. For instance, uh, you, you, uh, you you wake up or you're walking on the street and immediately headache starts. And you start the head starts banging and banging and banging and banging. And, banging. and you now speak, oh head, or listen to me, heard. Um, I speak to you now. I ask that pain go by the authority in the name of Jesus. Pain Go in the name of Jesus. I command you to leave me right now by the authority in the name of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus has made me whole, spirit, soul, and body. Declare, I decree and declare that, it says that if, as I lay hands on the sick, they are recovering. As I speak to a uh, violent situation, they line up. And I, so I speak to my head right now that, that is aching. You spirit of pain, I command you out of me right now. Your spirit of headache i command you out in the name of jesus christ i release heal healness wholeness and healing healing to my um, to my head right now head function the way god has ordained it in the name of jesus as you're speaking let it come from your spirit let it not come from your head i mean spiritual things cannot be descend with the mind as we said the mind and the spirit are at war uh, constantly and so if it's a situation that has gone out of maybe finance or whatever or oh, there's no food in the house. Begin to speak and say, food, uh, lack, I command you out of this home. Poverty, uh, uh, wretchedness, I command you out of my life. And I speak wholeness that Jesus has made me to be the head and not the tail. To tend upward only and not be knit. To And you, you, you pull out the arsenal. They are like sword. They are sword for warfare. I mean, Warfare in the realm of the spirit are words. And that's why in Revelation we see, in Revelation chapter 1, we see Jesus uh, 1, 2, 3, and 3, or 4. Jesus said, I'm going to uh, smite you by the sword of my mouth. You see, the words that are, we speak in our spirit and their life, the words goes out. It says that the word goes out to to cause things to line up. Uh, causes, causes mountains to level up, causes a crooked path to be made straight, causes valleys to be raised up so that you can you can walk through. And obstacles are everywhere. And how you see, scale this depends on the words that come out of your mouth. You don't agree with those things, but you repel them, and they won't find a place in you. Even if they're there, if you begin to change your circumstances by what you say, those circumstances will begin to uh, change in the light of the presence, of the living presence of God. God, when God comes in, God is light. Everything that is contrary is darkness. It's not something that God has sanctioned. It's not something that God has ordained. We've gone through when Jesus came came down, uh, came and everyone that asked him received their healing, received their deliverance, received their restoration. That is part of God. Is Every time he says, I am willing. He says in John 10, 10, I came that they might have light and life and they might have Abundant life. And he compared his mission to that of the enemy. He says, the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life, and you will have abundant life. And Jesus cannot put sickness on you so that you will have abundant life. Jesus cannot steal everything that you have from you so you can have abundant life. Jesus cannot put burdens on you that you cannot carry. He says, come unto me, all ye you labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me. Uh, upon you. And learn of me, for um I'm for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's Jesus. So are you carrying any burden? Let it go. Tell the burden. Speak to it. Wherever is present. Oh my soul, uh, how, why are you disquieted within me? Read through the Psalms. You see how David teaches us how to speak to circumstances situations. And at the end you find out, towards the end of his Psalms, you find out that he's lifted up. He's overcome. So the battles we fight really, really are not the physical. They are spiritual battles. And situations as we respond to them if we are above that if we are filled with scripture when we begin to speak life those scriptures begin to pop up most of the time when we are meditating on the word we do not tend to see uh, how important those words are but we are building up our inner man we're building them up so that when situation circumstances come these words the holy spirit can pop out so that we are co-laborers. We are working with the Spirit of God. We're not going to be just sitting down there and ask the Spirit of God to bring something into us that's never been there. No, it's what you are studying that the Holy Spirit uses. It's just like going for an exam and you ask Holy Spirit I want to pass the exam. You've not read the introductory. You've not read anything and you want to pass the exam. Or oh, you want to make loads of money? What plans? What are the plans that you that you're presenting to the Holy Spirit to to energize, to bring the resources in? You want uh, people to you want to get married. What kind of what kind of uh, setting are you connecting yourself with? Where what mar- weddings are you going to, and all of that? So you have to uh, be co-laborers. So it's faith. Without works, he's dead. So there's a component on, of you that need to participate with God's action. And as you move on, the Holy Spirit moves um, alongside uh, with you to be able to bring to pass what God has destined for your life. But you can't have lock yourself locked up in the house and expect to get married. And you're telling God, oh, before the year runs out, I'm going to get married. Meanwhile, you've locked yourself out in the house. It's impossible. it it. it reduces the odds of your contact with with anyone or if it's business if you do not uh, engage in business then you want loads of money that is like magic god wants us to participate in his work so that when it is done you know that this is not um, something that is uh, out of the ordinary. Now, when God comes in, the miraculous begin to happen. So the speed with which you do it becomes uh, a different thing. You begin to see His hands in all the circumstances and situations as you're going, going through. Uh, this is a, a, a digression here uh, because I have a script here that I, I am going through, but I just felt uh, to expatriate on, on that word. It is not going to be in the text versions. You're not going to get it in the text uh, version. You're going to see it Uh, Right here. Now, testimonies by Smith Wigglesworth. So let us get energized today by the awesome testimonies by Smith Wigglesworth to build up your faith so that you can open up yourself to divine healing, deliverance, and restoration in Jesus' name amen and so we put this together to buttress the fact that these things are happening all around us they've happened before and why do we go backwards 100 years because most of the time so many things that 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 uh, that we we forgotten um are back there in history he says we don't learn history so we don't we don't know how to handle situation like the pandemic going on right now happened in in 1918 you know, And almost 100 years down the line, this is 20, uh, 2020, uh, we have another pandemic that just blew up. And if you don't read history, you don't know how did they handle it. How did God help them to handle it? You know, So you learn that. And how do you get equipped? How does the Holy Spirit work? How does healing take place? What kind of mindset uh, can you have? Mindset can you have? so that the, spirit, the power of God can flow through you. Sometimes we just copy the wrong things from our pairs, you know. But if you really want to get the meat of the matter, you need to go a little bit into a century, into a, a hundred years, 200 years, to see those who have performed did they do differently and that's why constantly we keep bringing stories of the past so that you can you can learn from these things that it it is possible that the same holy spirit that rose jesus christ from the dead the same holy spirit that got uh the the patriarchs to put the scripture together the same holy spirit that worked in smith Wigglesworth to perform this miracle the same holy spirit is available in you and in me and if i do exactly what they do I'll certainly be able to perform what they're doing. Uh, today we have that we have over two te- two three testimonies of uh pancreatic cancer healing. Uh, that we're using some of this pr- principle that work because we are Christians. We are joined together, all right. And they have gone on and they are watching us to see how we're going to be performing, all right. So just like we read the Old Testament, scripture is being written every day. The book of Acts is being written. It never ends. It continues. The book of Acts will continue. My children will take it out on it until uh, if Jesus tarries in coming. Alright, so we bring these testimonies to you so that you can connect with them and say, Holy Spirit, you did it in the days of Wigglesworth. You did it for this person. My own case today, I expect to Uh, have the um, restoration and uh, expect to be healed in this particular area. You are speaking to the same Holy Spirit that did it then and the Holy Spirit will still do it today if you are energized, if if you develop yourself, if you raise yourself up by reading the word, it says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And the word of God could be uh, something that is happening right now. As I told you, the, the book of Acts is still being written. And people's life, when you read that, that is that builds up your faith. Faith comes by hearing, and God is pleased by faith. When that, your faith goes up, God is able to do the things that you, you've been praying about and nothing happened. That's why it's important to connect the testimonies, to connect the testimonies, especially in the areas that has to do with you but even even at that in other areas you can trust God reading through other people's story and in in connecting and latching on to that and then it becomes a helper for God to do the miraculous in your own life. And so I uh, begin the power of the name of Jesus Christ. We're talking about uh, the, there's, the, there's power in the name of Jesus, that the word works. Jesus' name works. And so we're going to read that the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So again, this is Otakada Cyber Church Ministries, where we are seeding the nation's word, with the word of God. And God is using that word to transform lives. You know, it is a timeless word. It has no limit, you know. So the words are life and spirit. In fact, Jesus says that he has come and he's not going to take just one dot. that except that heaven and earth shall pass away. But his word, the word of God can never pass away. And that's why when he had that temptation, he pulled out word from the Old Testament to confront the enemy three times. No argument. Just the word. And so we must fill ourselves with content. And when we are praying, we can say, Lord, the same way you did it in Mrs. S or Mr. X or Lazarus or whatever, do it in my case. I trust you because you did it then, you do it now and do it in my case. So this is speaking to the situation, bringing contents in from whatever, uh, godly contents, testimonies and all of that to ensure you did it for him, do it in my case in the name of Jesus. And so uh, the scripture for the power of, the uh, power of the name of Jesus Christ, uh, we're taking from Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 and 10. Uh, the scripture also is uh, Acts chapter 3 verses 1 to 16. You see how they make talked about the name of Jesus there in, in miracles. But here is it here. Yeah. Uh, because of that obedience, as Philippians 2, 9 to 10, because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. He has now been given the greatness of all names. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone will one day submit to this name in the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, and in the demonic realm. Now, let's read on. So all things, and this is now Wigglesworth speaking. All things are possible through the name of Jesus. God hath highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. There is power to overcome everything in the world through the name of Jesus. I am looking forward to a wonderful union through the name of Jesus. There is none other name under heaven given among men Whereby we must be saved, so if you read Acts chapter three and Acts chapter yeah two, three, and four, you see a lot of that coming up constantly. There's no other name. don't kid yourself, don't go hanky panking. there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved except the name of Jesus Christ. So I want to instill into you a sense of power. I'm continuing right now. Uh, With uh, Smith Wigglesworth's story, all right, Uh, testimonies. Now, I want to instill into you a sense of the power, the virtue, and the glory of that name. Six people went into the house of a sick man to pray for him. He was an Episcopalian vicar and lay in his bed, utterly helpless, without even strength to help himself. He had read a little tract about healing and had heard about people praying for the sick and sent for these friends who he thought could pray the prayer of faith. He was anointed according to James chapter 5 verse 14, but because he had no immediate manifestation of healing, he he wept bitterly. The six people walked out of the room somewhat crestfallen to see the man lying there in an unchanged condition. When they were outside, one of the six said, There's one thing we might have done. I wish you would all go back with me and try it. They went back and all got together in a group. This brother said, let us whisper the name of Jesus. At first, when they whispered this worthy name, nothing seemed to happen. But as they continued to whisper, this is where determination comes in, in one of the attributes. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The power began to fall. As they saw that God was beginning to work, their faith and joy increased. And they whispered the name louder and louder. As he did so, the man arose from his bed and dressed himself. The secret was just thus. Those six people had gotten their eyes off the sick man. Get that. And they were just taken up with the Lord Jesus himself. And their faith grasped the power that there is in his name. Or oh, if people would only appreciate the power that there is in his name. There is no telling what would happen happen. And so, I repeat that again. And this is the secret here, that they did not focus on the man. They focus on Jesus, on Jesus, on Jesus. Most of the time we go through crisis, our minds are all bottled up into whatever it is that's going on. We don't see God in it. So, when we focus too much on the issues, they become God's unto us, and God becomes small to us. But when we put our attention on God, those things begin to uh, take their their shape and begin to Um, uh, be on, 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 on shaky soil and this is something that can be wiped out because god is bigger than the issues i know that through his name and i continue now i know that through his name and through the power of his name we have access to god the very face of jesus fills the whole place with glory all over the world there are people magnifying that name And oh, what a joy it is for me to alter it. One day I went up into the mountain to pray. I had a wonderful day. It was one of the high mountains of Wales. I heard of one man going up this mountain to pray. And the Spirit of the Lord met him so wonderfully that his face shone like that of an angel when he returned. Everyone in the village was talking about it. As I went up to this mountain and spent the day in the presence of the Lord, His wonderful power seemed to envelope and saturate and fill me. Two years before, this time, there had come to our house two lads from Wales. They were just ordinary lads, but they became very zealous for God. They came to our mission and saw some of the works of God. They said to me, we would not be surprised if the Lord brings you down to Wales to raise our Lazarus. They explained that the leader of their assembly was a man who had spent his days working a tin mine and his nice preaching and the result was that he had collapsed gone into consumption and for four years he had been a helpless invalid having to be fed with a spoon while i was up on that mountaintop i was reminded of the transfiguration scene and i felt that the lord's only purpose in taking us into glory was to fit us for greater usefulness in the valley tongues and interpretation and this is a uh, uh, what, he, what uh, Smith what uh, was saying when he spoke in tongue, he gave interpretation. The living God has chosen us for his divine inheritance and, it, and he it is who is preparing us for our ministry that it may be of God and not of man. It's critically important that whatever God is using us to do, let it be man, let, not, let it not be us playing God. As I was on the mountain, top that day. The Lord said to me, I want you to go and raise Lazarus. I told the brother who accompanied me of this. And when we got down to the valley, I wrote a postcard. When I was up on the mountain praying today, God told me that I was to go and raise Lazarus. I addressed the postcard to the man in the place whose name had been given to me by the two lads. When we arrived at the place, we went to the man to whom I had addressed the card. He looked at me and said, Did you send this? I said, yes, he said. Yes. He said, Do you think we believe in this? Here, take it. And he threw it at me. How cruel. The man called a servant and said, Take this man and show him Lazarus. Then he said to me, The moment you see him, you will be ready to go home. Nothing will hold you. Everything he said was true from the natural viewpoint. The man was helpless. He was nothing but a mass of bones with skin stretched over them. There was no life to be seen. Everything in him spoke of decay. And again, I repeat, this is Otakada Cyber Church Ministries, where we're seeding the nation, and God is transforming life through the timeless truth in his word. We're sitting the nation with, word, with what? With the word. Now I continue uh, uh, Smith Wigglesworth's uh, testimony. So I said to him, will you shout? You remember that at Jericho, the people shouted while the walls were still up. God has, like, God has like victory for you if you will only believe. But I could not get him to believe. That is the man who is sick. You can see how the mind can be an obstacle. There was not an atom of faith there. He had made up his mind not to have anything. And again, that's the mind. It is a blessed thing to learn that God's word can never fail, never hacking to human plans. God can work mightily when you persist in believing him in spite of discouragement from the human standpoint. When I got back to the man to whom I had sent the postcardiacs, are you ready to go now? <laughs> you can see unbelief all around this sick person. I am not moved by what I see. That is Wigglesworth speaking now. I am moved only by what I believe. I know this. No man looks at appearance if he believes. No man considers how he feels if he believes. The man who believes, God has it. Every man who comes into the Pentecostal condition can laugh at all things and believe God. There's something in the Pentecostal work that is different from anything else in the world. Somehow, in Pentecost, you know that God is a reality. Wherever the Holy Ghost has right of way, the gifts of spirit will be in manifestation, and where these gifts are never in manifestation I question whether he is present. Pentecostal people are spoiled for anything else than Pentecostal meetings, we want none of the entertainment that the churches are offering. When God comes in, comes in, he entertains us himself, entertained by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Oh. It is wonderful. Now, uh, Smith continues, There were difficult conditions in that Welsh village, and it seemed impossible to get the people to believe. Ready to go home? I was asked again. But a man and a woman there asked us to come and stay with them. I said, I want to know how many of you people can pray. No one wanted to pray. I asked if I could get seven people to pray with me for the poor man's deliverance. I said to the two people who were going to entertain entertain us, I will count on you two. And there is my friend and myself, and we need three others. I told the people that I trusted that some of them would awaken to their privilege and come in the morning and join us in prayer for the raising of Lazarus. It will never do to give way to human opinions. If God says a thing, you have to believe it. And so he heard from God. You can see here, this is my comment now. And here we see him going with a, a team, going with a team. When Jesus sent people, we send them two tools. It is important that we work in a minimum of two when we confront issues like this. When we go ministry, it's important we go in twos or more. Uh, that, is, that is the minimum, that is the barest minimum, okay? And because when we are more, It says the presence of God gets magnified. And that's why they did quite a lot. They moved in teams. So I told the people that I would not eat anything. This is Smith continuing. I told the people that I would not eat anything that night. When I got to bed, it seemed as if the devil tried to place on me everything that he had placed on that poor man in the bed. When I woke, I had a cough and all the weakness of a t- tubercular patient. I rolled out of bed on onto the floor and cried out to God to deliver me from the power of the devil. I shouted loud enough to wake everybody in the house, but nobody was disturbed. God gave victory, and I got back into bed again as free as ever I was in my uh, I uh, ever as free as I. As ever I was in my life. At five o'clock, that's five AM, the Lord awakened me and said to me, Don't break bread until you break it around my table. That it means it's telling him that look, make sure your communion is taken at the end of the fast. Don't eat before then. Make sure and you do it with communion. At six o'clock, he gave me these words, and I will raise him up. I put my elbow into the fellow who was sleeping with me. He said, I put my elbow into him again and said, Do you hear? The Lord says that he will raise him up. At eight o'clock, they said to me, Have a little refreshment, but I have found prayer and fasting the greatest joy, and you will always find it so when you are led by God. When we went to the house where Lazarus lived, there were eight of us together, all together. No one can prove to me that God does not always answer prayer. He always does more uh, than that. He always gives the exceedingly abundant above all we ask or think. I shall never forget how the power of God fell on us as we went into that sick man's room. Oh, it was lovely. As we circled around the bed, I got one one brother to hold one of the sick man's hands, and I held the other. And when each held the hand of the person next to us, I said, we are not going to pray. We're just going to use the name of Jesus. We all knelt down and whispered that that one word, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The power of God fell and then it lifted. Five times the power of God fell and then it remained. But the person who was in the bed was unmoved. Two years previous, previous someone had come along and try, had, had tried to raise him up. And the devil had used his lack of success as a means of discouraging Lazarus. I said, I don't care what the devil says. If God says he will raise you up, it must be so. Forget everything else except what God says about Jesus. Now, the sixth time the power fell and the sick man's lips began moving and the tears began to fall, I said to him, the power of God is here. It is yours to accept it. He said, I have been bitter in my heart. Again, here's issue with uh, bitterness and the mind and i know i have grieved the spirit of god here i am helpless i cannot lift my hands nor even lift a spoon to my mouth i said repent and god will hear you he repented and cried out oh god let this be to thy glory as he said this the virtue of the lord went right through him <laughs> I have asked the Lord to never let me tell this story except as it was. For I realized that God cannot bless exaggerations. As we again said, Jesus, 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 the bed shook and the man shook. I said to the people that were with me, you can all go downstairs right away. This is all God. I'm not going to assist him. I sat and watched that man get up and dress himself. We sang the doxology as he walked down the steps. Hallelujah. I said to him, Now tell what has happened. It was soon noise of my head. Okay, this is something else. So many people come to God asking that God heal them. They get prayed for, they get healing, and they pocket the testimony. They don't go out to say it. And before long, the sickness comes again because they give room, foothold to the enemy. They did not praise God. Some will say, Oh, I'll praise God in private. Oh, yeah. But when you were sick, you came to the public to to request uh, for prayer. So why wouldn't you want to talk about it? That's where God takes the glory. Don't pocket your testimonies. Don't uh, pocket your testimonies. Don't hide your testimony. God desires to hear it because God uses that to equip others. You can imagine if this testimony we're reading right now was not told. How would you uh, build up your faith? So please, as we send you and ask you when you get healing, let us know. Let the world know about it because God gets the glory. I know there's a lot of pride out there. I know uh, that people are, are not humble. I know that there's a need to us to die to flesh, to come out and say, this is what God has done in his name be glorified and we praying also get encouraged god also gets encouraged the people reading the testimonies get encouraged it you'd never lose going about talking about what god has done it was and i continue the story it was soon noise abroad that lazarus had been raised up and the people came from uh Lernley and all the district round to see him and hear his testimony and god brought salvation to many this man told uh told right out in the open air what god had done and as a result many were convicted and converted again convicted and what converted we always get things all around all messed up we want conversion and conviction but here we're saying convicted and converted now all this came through the name of jesus through faith in his name yeah the faith that is by him gave this sick man perfect soundness in the presence of them all peter and john were helpless were illiterate they had no college education they had been with jesus to to them had come a wonderful revelation of the power of the name of jesus they had handed out the bread and fish after jesus had multiplied them they had sat at the table with him and john had often gazed into his face peter had often uh, to be rebuked but jesus manifested his love to peter through it all Yeah, he loved Peter, the wayward one. Oh, he's a wonderful lover. I've been wayward. I've been stubborn. I've had an unimaginable temper at one time, but how patient he has been. I'm here to tell you that there is power in Jesus and in his wondrous name to transform anyone, to heal anyone. If you will see him as God's lamb, as God's beloved son, who had laid upon him the iniquity of us all. If only you will see that Jesus paid the whole price for our redemption, that we might be free, you can enter into your purchased inheritance of salvation of life and of power. I repeat that salvation of life and of power. We always leave the power out. We focus on salvation. Power can come later. Not important. But that's where we get messed up. Paul Peter and Paul John. They had no money, but they had faith. They had the power of the Holy Ghost. They had God. You can have God even though you have nothing else. Even though you have lost your character, you can have God. I have seen the worst men saved by the power of God. I was one day preaching about the name of Jesus, and there was a man leaning against a lamppost, listening. It took a lamppost to enable him uh, to keep on his feet. We had finished our opening air meeting, and the man was still leaning against the post. I asked him, Are you sick? He showed me his hand, and I saw beneath his coat he had a silver-handled dagger. He told me that he was on his way to kill his unfaithful wife, but that he had heard me speaking about the power of the name of Jesus and could not get away. He said that he felt just helpless. I said, "Get Get you down, and there on the square with people passing up and down he got saved i took him to my home and put on him a new suit isn't that uh, charity i saw that isn't that love a show of love i saw that there was something in that man that god could use he said to me the next morning god has revealed jesus to me i see that all has been laid upon jesus i lent him some money and he soon got together a wonderful little home. His father, faithless wife was living with another man, but he invited her back to the home that he had prepared for her. She came, and where and enmity and hatred and where enmity and hatred had been before, the whole situation was transformed by love. God made that man a minister. Wherever he went, there is power in the name of Jesus everywhere. God can save to the uttermost. There comes before me a meeting we had in Stockholm that I shall ever bear in mind. There was a home for incurables there, and one of the inmates was brought to the meeting. He had palsy and was shaking all over. He stood up before 3,000 people and came to the platform, supported by two others. The power of God fell on him as I anointed him in the name of Jesus. The moment I touched him, he dropped his crutch and began to walk in the name of Jesus. He walked down the steps and round that great building in view of all the people. There is nothing that our God cannot do. He will do everything if he will dare to believe. Someone said to me, will you go to this home for incurables? They took me there on my rest day. They brought out the sick people into a great corridor and in one hour the Lord set about 20 of them free. Amen. The name of Jesus is so marvelous. Peter and John had no conception of all that was in that name. Neither had the man lame from his mother's womb who had laid daily at the gate. But they had faith to say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And as Peter took him by the right hand and lifted him up, immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength and lie went and and lie went into the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. God wants you to see more of this sort of thing done. How can it be done? Through his name, through faith, in his name, through faith, which is by him. Now, revivals in Scandinavia. The writer had the privilege for three months, one year, of being in the center of Mr. Smith Wigglesworth's meeting in both Sweden and Denmark. It was a time of visitation from on high. I dare to say that hundreds of people received Jesus as their Savior. Thousands were healed from all kinds of diseases. Also thousands of believers awoke to a new life. And many, many received the baptism of the Holy Ghost as on the day of Pentecost. For all those we give glory to Jesus. Here are a few examples of miracles my eyes have seen as a writer. It was in Orebro, Sweden, where at that time there was held a Pentecostal convention. I came to seek help myself being worn out with long and broken service in the lord's work the next day there was a meeting for healing after the preaching service i went forward into other hall and i was surprised to find a few minutes a crowd following the hall was soon full with hundreds of men and women patiently waiting for a touch of god through his servant and glory to god we were not disappointed as hands were laid upon me the power of God went through me in a mighty way I was immediately well it was a one, it was wonderful to notice, as the ministry continued, the effect upon the people as the power of the Lord came over them. Some lifted their hands, crying, I am healed, I am healed. Some fell on the platform under the power of the Spirit, having to be healed, helped down. Others walked away as in a dream. Others as drunk with new wine, lost to everything but God, but all had faces as transfigured with the glory of the Lord and magnifying Jesus. A young blind girl, as she was ministered to, cried out, Oh, how many windows there are. In this hall. During the three weeks the meeting continued, the great chapel was crowded daily, multitudes being healed and many saved. The testimony meetings were wonderful. One said, I was deaf, they prayed and Jesus healed me. Another, I had consumption and I am free, and so on. As coffee day in the smaller hall set apart for those seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I shall never forget the sight how the people with eyes closed and hearts uplifted to God waited. Did the Holy Spirit fall upon them? Of course he did. There, Here also many were healed. At another place there was a young man whose body was spoiled because of sin, but the Lord is merciful with sinners. He was anointed, and when hands were laid on him, the power of God went mightily over him. He said, I am healed, but... Being broken down, he cried as a little child, confessing his sin. At the same moment, the Lord saved him. Glory to God. He went into this large hall and testified to salvation and healing. At Stockholm, long queues waited for hours to get in. The hall held 1,800 people. At nearly every meeting, crowds were unable to enter the building, but they waited on. Often hours and hours for the chance, if any, left the building to step into the place. Here a man with two crutches, his whole body shaking with pals, is lifted onto the platform. Behind him, five or six hundred more are waiting for help. This man is anointed and hands laid upon him in the name of Jesus. He is still shaking. Then he drops one crutch and after a short time, the other one. His body is still shaking, but he takes the first step out in faith. Will it be? He lifts one foot and then the other, walks around the platform. The onlookers rejoiced with him. Now he walks around the auditorium. Hallelujah. Amen. During this meeting, a woman began to shout and shout. The preacher told her to be quiet. But instead, she jumped up on a chair, flourishing her arms about and crying, I am healed. I am healed. I had cancer in my mouth and I was unsafe. But during the meeting, as I listened to the word of God, the Lord has saved me and healed me of cancer in my mouth. She shouts again, I am healed, I am saved, I am healed of cancer. She was quiet beside herself. The people laughed and cried together. Here was another woman, unable to walk, sitting on a chair as she was ministered to. Her experience was the same as hundreds of others. She rose up looking around, wondering if after all it was a dream. Suddenly she laughed and said, my leg is healed. Afterwards she said, I am not saved. And streams of tears ran down her face. They prayed for her. And later she left the meeting healed and saved and full of joy. We have a wonderful Savior. Glory to his holy name. Out of many miracles in Norway, I quote two taken from Pastor Barrett's paper, Kosatseer, the victory of the cross. A man and his son came in a taxi to the meeting. Both had crutches. The father had been in bed two years and was unable to put his leg to the ground. He was ministered to. He dropped both crutches, walking and praising God. When the son saw this, he cried out, Help me too. And after a little while, the father and son, without crutches and without taxi, walked away from the hall together. That word, again, is manifested. The same Jesus, the wonder working Jesus, is just the same today. Now, in Copenhagen, my homeland, during the three weeks, thousands daily attended the meetings. Each morning, two or three hundreds were ministered to for healing. Each evening, The platform was surrounded again and again. As each strong retired, another company came forward seeking salvation. Here, many were baptized in the Holy Ghost. The testimony meeting were wonderful. Now, I will close with a vision a brother had who attended these meetings. He was lost in intercession for the hundreds of sick waiting to be ministered to for healing. He saw an opening from the platform where the sick were right into the glory. He saw wonderful beings in the form of men resting who with interest looked on. Again, he looked at the platform and saw a heavenly being clothed in white who all the time was more active than any other in helping the sick. And when he touched them, their effect was wonderful. Bent forms were made straight. Their eyes shone. They began to glory and praise the Lord. A voice said, healings are the smallest of the gifts. It is but a drop in the bucket in view of what God has in store for His children. Ye shall do greater works than these. Anna Lewini in confidence. All right, Anna Lewini is the one that wrote the final part of the uh, uh, Stockholm and the Norway uh, um, uh, testimonies. All right, so we're going to. um, So you've seen how um, the word works. And um, I'd like you. To pray for, I like to pray for the, uh, the to receive the Holy Spirit. All right? And uh, we have, uh, if you go back on the website, that, that we, we have the, the process there. In this series, we've, we've gone through the process of receiving the Holy Spirit. And so before we go into short prayer for uh, self deliverance, I would like us to pray for the impartation of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, the fullness. You already, if you're born again, you already have the Holy Spirit, but you need it in fullness for ministry to be able to minister to others. So Jesus says, um, in the last day of the feast, he says, At the belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's the gift the Holy Spirit, the Father has promised that in the last days that men shall prophesy. Your young men shall dream dreams and went on your old men shall see visions and all of that. So that came to pass on the day of Pentecost and that Pentecost continues till today. And, you know, so if you're struggling with the things of God and all of that, you need a baptism. If you quench the Holy Spirit either by the wrong things or sin, you need to uh, ask for forgiveness and reactivate uh, the Holy Spirit. And so, Father God Almighty, I pray for as many uh, that want to receive the Holy Spirit now. I ask, receive the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Begin to speak as the Holy Spirit gives you utterance. Don't block it. The mind blocks. The mind blocks. Don't allow the mind to block. You receive the Holy Spirit in fullness so that you can minister in boldness to people. You can The gift of the Holy Spirit can begin to manifest in you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you. It is done in Jesus' name. Now let's pray prayer for self-deliverance. What we do in Otakada is not for everyone to start coming to a central point, but rather that you get equipped and go out to touch others. The command is to go out and make disciples. Whose disciples Jesus' disciples, not my disciple. Jesus' disciple. They have to be led to follow Jesus, not to follow somebody. All right. So we we could help you, but the main helper is the Holy Spirit. All right. So I'm going to pray through uh, pray through this, what you should be praying. You should do you can do that, or you can you can go on the website. It's it's, it's in there on this particular series. So a short prayer for self deliverance because we carry a lot of baggage. Our flesh attracts a lot of things through our interactions, the things that we see the things, the, the habits that will not die, that will not allow the, the word to, to handle or to deal with, can create doorways and lodging part for the enemy, the devil. And so self-deliverance should be something we do constantly so that we don't carry baggages. Some people, Jesus says, don't allow the sun go down your hunger and we go to bed one week, two weeks, one year, three years, we are bitter with somebody else. How wouldn't we attract the demonic? And so it's important that we detox continuously. Alright? So, Lord Jesus Christ, repeat after after me, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you died on the cross for my sins and rose again from the dead. You redeemed me by your blood and I belong to you. I want to live for you and confess all my sins known and unknown. I'm sorry for them all. I renounce them all. I forgive all others as I want you to forgive me. Forgive me now and cleanse me with your blood. I thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ, which cleanses me now from all sin. And I come to you now as my deliverer. You know my special needs, the things that binds, that torments, that defiles, that evil spirit, that unclean spirit. I claim the promise of your word. Whosoever, I call it on the name of the Lord, shall be delivered. I call upon you now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, deliver me and set me free. Satan, I renounce you and all your works. I lose myself from you, in the name of Jesus, and I command you to leave me right now, in Jesus' name, amen. And so you could do this constantly until you see liberty, freedom. So let it come from your heart and see the salvation of the Lord. So prayer should come from our heart. All right? It should come powerfully from our heart. Let it connect to our spirit, which is in our heart. Now, are you sick? or in need of deliverance and restoration, we're going to agree with you now. For those who are sick or well, in whatever shape or form or needing deliverance or restoration, kindly touch the dot below in faith. Now, what is faith? You touch the dot or connect to the voice talking to you. Faith is seeing the precise positive outcome of your current situation, knowing that Jesus has done his part more than 2,000 years ago. Secure your healing and deliverance, restoration as a down payment, trusting that that down payment is available to you to draw from like a positive balance in your checking account with the bank no questions asked as we agree with you and pronounce be healed in the name of Jesus Christ amen so let us pray now by the authority you have granted unto me and unto them the groups that are listening right on the person that is leading, the woman there that is listening the boy the girl I exercise that demand I exercise that authority now in faith with their anger against the enemy and hunger to get what you have freely given unto them all. I cause every illness, every disease, be it cancer, COVID-19, be it spirit of infirmities, be it demonic possession or oppression, be it the spirit of poverty, setbacks, delayed fulfillment, of what God has already determined and released. We come against the anomaly. We bind them. We cause them to their root and we cast them out by the authority in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We call for the release of healing, a release of deliverance, a release of restoration into their lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for testimonies that are binding, abiding, to your glory and honor adoration. Thank you for souls that have been added to your kingdom as a result of this message. The miracles that we are already seeing right now and the manifestation for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. It is done. Rejoice. Now you touch the spot on the high side. Touch the point or connect and say, I am healed. I am delivered. I am restored in my spirit, in my soul, in my body. all around me in the name of jesus christ amen now begin to do what you could not do before i begin to confess unto full healing, deliverance and restoration becomes a fruit in your life in jesus name amen stay hungry for all of god stay angry and take back all that the enemy has held back in jesus name amen note testify to the healing for god's glory Healing, deliverance, restoration for God's glory and to the shame of the enemy, and uh, to build other people's faith. All right, and God gets glorified when we talk about what God has done. Send us an email or WhatsApp, so WhatsApp us if you still need us to agree with you on the issue. and Connect at the equipping st- series starting next week, Thursday. Find details shortly on our website. Share the content wide. Please, Ambassador Monday, Ogojo, or where and uh, contact detail US is one three zero two. 772-7022, USA 1302-268-6313, UK four four two zero three five one nine four five five four 519 4554 Australia six one three eight six zero nine six nine one seven 6917 Nigeria 234-803-283-5348, it's also a WhatsApp number, USA one two four zero six two three one five three zero 623 1530 also a uh, WhatsApp, you can still reach us, on that uh, line, so, so may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause His continent to shine upon you, and cause you to to shine out. Be the light wherever you are. Be the salt wherever you are. Touch lives. Be the ambassador. You are an ambassador. Leave that ambassadorial position. Ambassadorial uh, calling. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We cover you the blood of Jesus Christ. We cover everything we've done here with the blood of Jesus Christ. Because we overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. Let the blood speak better things concerning you, concerning me, and the blood of Abel. I declare that this word that has gone out will become warfare. And you've learned and been equipped to address the issues of reprogramming your conscious and subconscious mind. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for answering prayer. In Jesus' mighty name. I have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen and amen.